for your conscious consideration with Nicole and Candace. Yay. Mm. Welcome. Welcome again to For Your Conscious Consideration, the live version. Again, I'm Candace. And I'm Nicole. We got and it. We the, did. We got that. <laughs> we, we've been practicing. And uh, yeah, so today we wanted to try to actually stick to one topic, shocking, because last time was a super expansive talk about cancel culture and setting boundaries and the do's and don'ts of communicating with your black friends right now. And so we covered a lot and a lot of interweaving topics with that. So today we wanted to really, I thought of this and, and shout out to my friend, Bangy Sue. We were just talking about like having a brainstorm of what we can do in our own inner circles to create change and to make an impact in our way. And I think also just talking more openly about this brainstorm will release some of the, the shame or the guilt around not knowing what to do or thinking whatever you do want to do isn't enough or it needs to be in another way. So I think by all of us and me and Nicole talked about it, we're coming to you pretty, you know, new and fresh wanting to also brainstorm with you about us you know, like what we can do. So we're really bringing this to be an open conversation and for you to think about for yourself and with your friends and family who are having these conversations. So yeah, we're just going to kind of brainstorm and talk a little bit about the things that we can do and some of the areas where we might get stuck upon doing that. Yes, totally. I'm excited for this conversation. I'm excited to receive inspiration and notice when that shame and guilt comes up around, oh my God, I'm not doing enough, or I don't know what to do. Or like I, another thing too, that I think we'll really get into is like the overwhelm of it all and not okay. letting it, not letting that stop or smother the, the flame there that's needed. So yeah, I think this is going to be a good conversation. So I think a good place to start because of course I even was like okay let me try to like research about you know what are the things and I think I got caught where a lot of us are possibly getting caught which is just like going into information mode and like okay what are the I okay I can donate I can sign this petition I can do this I can do this like what what are the steps I can take like what are the check boxes I can kind of do to make me feel like I'm doing something you know and so I got <laughs> to that list and I was like this is very helpful but we've been hearing this I think it really starts with us pulling back by pulling in and realizing that a lot, I would argue, most of the work is truly to be done within before it even gets to how we're communicating and how we're reaching out and how we're acting. And so I'm so sorry, I'm going to try to find this after because I lost it in my Instagram for research, but I found this really great description and these definitions of interpersonal racism, institutional racism, and systematic racism, because I know there's probably a lot of terms, <laughs> and, I, and I like actually how it's broken up because I think it also is how we can kind of think about acting on these three levels and in these ways. So first, interpersonal racism. And they talk about this interpersonal being between you and another person. So this is, I believe my race or ethnicity is superior to yours or inferior to yours, that type of conflict of racism and acting and such to keep that going for your interpersonal communication. 
Then there's institutional racism. Institutional racism, they describe and, and they define as, you know, the institutions, the departments, the levels in which we are living under, governments, uh, cities, even representation, like schooling, all of these institutional level programs and aspects that are operating at a disadvantage of people of color in ever so many ways. Now, the combination of those two, both interpersonal and institutional, is pretty much what makes up the systematic racism as a definition. It is the acting and like cohabitation of both of those constantly working at both an institutional and an interpersonal level that makes it more systematic, makes it kind of like a like cogs in a machine. So I want to kind of word geek, like I liked that definition of like, okay, this is how it kind of comes together and these are different ways that it can be attacked. And I really believe that the first way that we can really attack this or, you know, heal this better is at the interpersonal level. And then I would argue like the intrapersonal level with ourselves. Yeah. And I think I love that because I think for a long time, I never, I used institutional and systematic racism interchangeably. Like I just thought that systematic was the institution, but now hearing that makes so much sense how it's actually deeper than that and more interwoven because I've always understood that we are the ones who perpetuate or help perpetuate systematic racism. And so like that totally ties it in together. And yeah, I'm, I think that's really it. And I'm excited to dive into these like inter and intrapersonal ways. I think this is just essentially what we would call doing the work in the like self-development, self-growth, self-improvement space, or just like the healing space. I think everybody now is just becoming with all of this stuff, like this huge mirror to us, like, okay, I need to look at what I've been doing and how I've been operating on either side of all of this huge thing. It's like, have I been perpetuating this? Have I been letting these things you know, be perpetuated on my behalf, have like, whatever side you're finding yourself on, it's still like a looking within to see about that adjustment. So I think that's where really one of the biggest things when people are like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And yes, it's not as like sexy as dropping a bunch of money on a charity, which is also great work. So like, (laughs) as Rosa would say, open your purse. Um, Like if you can do it, please do it. So, Mm -hmm. but it's just saying like some of the, I think the really root, important, vital healing and growth needs to come with just the sitting with your fucking self and really like giving yourself an honest, loving hug, but getting real, real and be like, you know what, let's stop hiding from ourselves now. I can, I'm strong enough to look at my past and know that if that happened, I have the choice to choose differently even if it's going to be hard because it's a pattern even if I'm going to keep hitting it I at least have the choice to choose differently for the future I think when we can even just start with that and like if that be a mantra or something you just think about day by day because I feel like we're all taking it day by day I think that will set us on like a really good path of like starting into more deeper self-reflection and that is going to require a lot of deep self-love, a lot of deep self-care. Again, I just finished Sonia Renee Taylor's um, book, The Body is Not an Apology. It's so good. Please get it. They actually did it on audio, audible book, and it was great. 
but yeah, like it's, it's really just getting and just being, being with yourself and being able to look at those things and also keep an open ear to the education and all of the wisdom and all of the facts that are coming out right now in the world, which is very heavy. So it's like, we're all just finding this balance of care and growth. Yes, totally. I know how I keep seeing this for myself is be like understanding how it's happening race-wise. So like interpersonal is racism is that like thinking that somebody else, like you are superior to somebody else because of their race. And so it's like, that is like the racist part of it. And so to do it like an individual level, like what I've been doing is being like, okay, so how do I, maybe I don't always approach somebody thinking I'm superior because of my color of my skin, but how do I approach people thinking I'm superior to them? And like in ways, what do I, how do I like position myself to another white person, to another woman, to a man, to like any other person I'm interacting with where I think I'm superior to them and like breaking it down on that level. And so like, that's what I keep seeing how can we make this sustainable too? Cause it's like, like you were saying, like, it's so great to give money to the organizations that are really on like the front lines of this and doing like the, a lot of the political and legislation work and like all of like the, the healing and stuff. And at the same time, this is the conversation that I was like, I just, I had a feeling this might come up is like, we capitalism is so deeply connected to racism and systematic racism institutionalized racism and capitalism is that need to give money for things to work so it's like I've been like getting over like talk about overwhelm like another level of this is like okay how do I how do I stop giving it to capitalism and like I feel like we're there's so many like loops we have to jump through right now where it's like okay like I want to get rid of capitalism but to get rid of capitalism I have to use the capitalist system and like to get rid of racism like I have to like really dig into the racist system and like use it to its advantage but yeah yeah, so like that that's what keeps coming to me is like okay like how do we make this so it's like if we're gonna end this stuff like how are we gonna end it and taking those like when I say that I feel it deep in my stomach of roots are being pulled up out of the ground right now I feel like I was just having a conversation with some other friends earlier today where I'm like, I feel like I am floating right now in like the most freeing but terrifying way because it's like, okay, like I know that can't work and I know that can't work and I know I don't want to do any of this, but I don't have anything to replace that yet. So I'm just like, (laughs) okay, like Uh maybe I like this. No, no, I don't want, no, that's a bad thing too. Like I like this company. No, we don't like it. You know, like it's like, what can I hold on to? And I think that's, you made the perfect like visual where it's like, we're unrooting. We are literally digging up and taking it all out. And now we're like starting to, again, plant the new season. It's going to take time to build such deep roots that they are as like exhausting to pull up as the ones we're pulling up right now. But you know, like we have Mm -hmm. to, if it's going to be lasting change, it has to be at so many levels, not just one level. That's why this is the thing. And, and there's another beautiful um, graphic that's going around. Is like, everybody's playing their own roles in this. Everybody's playing a different role. Some people are guiding, some people are on the front line. Some people are working within the families. Some people are doing that. Like everybody has their own roles and it's for a purpose because we all need to be those different roots of the tree, like laying our ground in this new way of being. So yeah, it's like, 
how do we do it? Like we use the systems we can for our advantage and then we start building new systems with it, like simultaneously. And that's mm. where we're all feeling so like, <laughs> the podcast totally. can't get that, but it's basically uh, me going like, <laughs> essentially <laughs> would be a sound clip for that. But it's just, yeah. that's why we feel like that. Cause it's just like, we all have the dirt in our hands. Like, okay, but what do we do now? And it's, mm. it's trial and error. And that's the really mm, annoying, but like, kind of great thing like we're all just trying to do our best and nobody is really an expert on anything anymore <laughs> you know totally. like everybody's like totally there's shit I could be learning so mm -hmm. yes yeah, and what Britt said too we have to attack from the inside like how we're all sharing anti-racist resources on Instagram even though Instagram is a part of the problem it's so true it's overwhelming like well, like when you first surface with that you're like oh my god okay what, like what do we do what do we like and, and I think Go ahead. <laughs> like, no, it's just, I, feel I, mean, like, yeah. get, I have such a bad reference right now, but I'm just going to say Nick, we cut out, but there was this stupid meme where it was like, if anybody's a Marvel Avengers and it was basically super cutting like the last battle of like the end game with everybody coming together. And it was just like K-pop fans, teachers, like activists, anonymous. And it was like everybody, oh my God, my plant, my plant's getting it. And it was like everybody taking it down. It was so stupid and so funny, but I honestly like cried, especially when Black Panther came in and I was like, yes. Like, but it was like, it, it's like that, like we're coming from all of this different sides and it took so much of us, but it was because we knew the systems. It's like Instagram's like, okay, we know how your algorithm works. So we're going to use it for our advantage actually. And you're going to mm -hmm. have to build a new algorithm that we're going to find out and we're going to keep using it. Like mm -hmm. if there's more, like yes. we are, we are, that's where it's like the consumers are like, by the way, like we almost know a little bit more about your product than you do. So y'all be, y'all could be scared. A lot of people would be scared right now. <laughs> Rosa is just my inspiration today. I mean, maybe it's the who. A lot of people would scared and I'll name them. I will. That's a quote on period. Okay. So I forgot where we went with that. Yeah. No, I <laughs> think yeah, like this was this is reminding me too like when on like the first blackout tuesday when everyone was posting black squares i woke up that morning and like knew that that was the plan but when i woke up that morning like something just felt so wrong about it and not like there was like the wrongness of like so many people putting it up as like performative allyship and like or like what even is performative allyship and then a part of like i don't know if you guys saw this but there was also those memes or posts that were saying that it was like deliberately created by alt-right. I always get confused between alt-right and alt-left. But like the alt-right and like making it so we like to mute out everything. And like, it was like planned and like, so, and I was like, oh my God, that we have to remember that like, it's, it comes down to like guerrilla, guerrilla warfare. We all have access to these yeah. same platforms and we all have to like come together and you figure out how to utilize, utilize them in the way, best way and totally yeah. like trial and error and being like all right like how do we do this yeah and I think that I that I feel like is closer I would say to like the institutional level like I would even mm -hmm. and I think what we're talking about like I again pulling it back how do we you know still operate within capitalism but like within us with our within our family units it's like going by that same thing that is if we're doing guerrilla warfare here, you know, we're doing guerrilla activism and we're like getting to the roots of it. It's like, who can get to the roots of our own life better than us? Mm. Who can impact, like create change and impact our lives, which is going to impact 
others' lives more effectively than ourselves. And that's very scary to believe because then we're like, wait, but like, we've been listening to these people the whole time and just like kind of being like, oh yeah, I was just believing what they were saying. And now I, I don't know if I can believe everything they're saying and like, oh wait, I don't actually don't, I actually don't believe that or I go completely against that. And so it's just kind of like, what are we going to do? Well, we can start creating change for how we're going to live. That's simply like how we're going to vote, where we're going to sign our name, what we're going to use our money for. That's where it's like, even before it gets outside to spend that money, it's like, let me do the research. I want to be more conscious of the earth, of people of color, uh, small businesses. I want to be more conscious of how I can contribute in my specific sphere. I think that's where I feel like we could spend the whole rest of like the whole rest of this chat just talking and even brainstorming if you guys have any also like feel free to write in the chat if like things have been coming up for you if you've felt Mm -hmm. blocked but like I think again I've just seen such creativity from people in so many different industries on how they are speaking out and how they are using their platform in their own way that's like yeah I think a lot of us get scared that it's too much of a reach or Mm -hmm. we have no place to say it or again it's too political which is that's a whole other conversation. So totally. yeah, I think that's just kind of a, a place we could start too. But yeah, okay. So we've heard, I feel like we've heard about like the common things that, okay, signing the petitions of campaigns that you support. Financially, of course, there's so many bail funds. There's LGBTQA uh, funds, um, of course, protesting safely, of course, if you can do that. Like we said, starting to move some of your purchases to small businesses, small businesses of color, voting, learning and recognizing. But again, like where we talk about the resources, I really feel like it starts with practicing and promoting anti-racism. And the one way, not the one way, but one of the most common ways is just like calling it out and speaking up, whether that's in yourself or in others. Mm. And I guess this is kind of like what we were referring to earlier. And I feel like this is kind of our wheelhouse, me and Nicole, because this is where I just feel like coaching comes in is totally we have done coaching for so long but then we've started to like get really I just think we also have interest in self-coaching but also sometimes that can that can run me into some trouble because it's really hard coaching your own (laughs) mind with your own mind it's like yeah it's it's very it's like talking in the mirror to the devil I was like, hey, I love talking in the mirror. That's how I, that's how I circumvent my brain because I literally have to pretend I am my own coaching client to be like, hi, Candace, thank you for meeting with me today. Your skin looks great, by the way. So what I want to talk about is why you were being a whiny little bitch right now. Can you tell me honestly why? And I'm like, oh, thank you so much, Candace, for asking me that. Um, I really needed that today. So I'm being a whiny bitch because, and like, I honestly will like have these conversations to be like, how am I feeling? And if I could hold myself and know that I love myself regardless of the answer and that nothing will change, no answer, no opinion, nothing, no feeling will change my love for myself. If anything, it's going to deepen my love for myself. When I know and have that fact to remind myself maybe of it every single time I have these self conversations, it's like, okay, then what am I actually feeling? And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling two weeks ago. I was like, I'm feeling really fucking hurt that I, that there's a lot of my friends who are not people of color who are very silent right now. Like I'm feeling really fucking sad about it and I'm feeling really hurt. And when I was allowed to say that out loud without 
feeling like, but Candace, you're such a bad person. Like, what if they're doing their own internal work? And what did you, like all of the stuff that I knew is like, oh, you know, that my higher self, I was like, but I think where we fall into it, and this is also like toxic positivity, which is falling into it. And a lot in the coaching space and spiritual space is like, but then if you're not listening to that actual, very real emotion, you're devaluing your own emotions, your own thoughts. And that's where second guessing comes in. And that's where unalignment comes in. And so when you can hold that just like love and be like, I can be honest about this. And with those honest opinions, be like, okay, I'm hurt. And that's completely fine. But you know what? It's so okay that I'm hurt. And I still can send them love and grace and say that like, I hope they're doing the best for them at this point. I have to do the best for me at this point. And that's how I got through it. And it's like day by day, situation by situation. But what you don't do is say, Candace, you should be feeling better. It's fine. Like, why are you mad about this? You never, or go the other way. It's like, they never cared about you. This, this whole world is trash. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's being in whatever emotion you're actually in, honestly, and holding yourself through it. And then, oh, the wisdom, mm, it comes out like sweet sap <laughs> with the tree metaphor coming. But honestly, it's like, and you're like, oh, wow. I had a lot of wisdom under those emotions. I'm so glad I didn't ignore it. I'm so glad I didn't push it off as random, you know, silly anxiety or, or just bad sadness that I shouldn't be feeling right now or whatever it is. So I really think that's a great place to start is kind of like having those self-coaching conversations, maybe in the mirror. Yes, definitely agree. I know. I think that that's the biggest thing that keeps coming to me is like, okay, don't push away anything right now and don't feel like you need to have the solution just have or like I guess it's coming up with ideas for solutions but don't feel like you need to have that concrete solution yet and I think you explained it beautifully at the beginning feeling like we're floating and it's so unsettling right now definitely for me I have yesterday I just stood barefoot and hugged a tree and I I'm always a tree hugger like I totally (laughs) adapt for that but I was like oh my God, I have so much anxiety. And I just felt it lift from my body by doing that. And I was like, I need to do this more because I need to, I know that like by doing this work, I'm going to face a lot more of this anxiety. I'm going to feel a lot more of these emotions. And to do that, I have to balance it out with getting in nature, meditating, or like whatever it is that yesterday I was focusing on, like what makes me feel like me balance out this work. And I think that's, so important for us to also remember in all of these conversations is to be sustainable and to be effective we have to give ourselves that balance of Mm -hmm. how can we integrate and process those emotions that we're going through absolutely and I'm glad you mentioned it like again the tree metaphor it's like grounding I don't know if everybody's as familiar with people like I need to get my ground and get grounded and it's really like I think this is the time a lot of us, again, the roots have been picked up. So we're finding new foundation. We're finding a new grounding. We're finding a new ground for ourselves. Like the ground I was standing on before I shattered it. I broke, I broke that motherfucker. I took a lemonade back to it. And I was like, okay, well now I'm just floating and I have to build this new foundation that feels like this new, uh, more like aligned self, whatever you want to say, this new or this version that I want to step into, even if I'm like, not sure how 
even holding that um, ideal of like, how would that person ground? How would that person feel? How would that person talk to themselves? Mm-hmm. That's a great way too. If you're, if you're really battling, like kind of that, any negative self-talk or that doubt, it's like, how would the person I am working to be, how would they treat themselves? Let me like, just practice. Let me just like practice some acting here. And I think that's the thing. It's all, this is all practice. If we saw, this is a big switch in my mindset of seeing everything as like a definite and a test. That's how I lived most of my life was like a test I needed to pass, something I needed to achieve, a level I like I had to meet, something I had to check off. And once I started thinking like, this is all just practice. (laughs) It's all just practice. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is all just like practicing to be the best self I can. And it's constantly evolving. Oh, okay. Like I can get behind that. But that was such a major shift. And I think, uh, I think that's such a, we lose some of that in some of these conversations, these really dense conversations, just like, again, it's all just knowing that each day we have the opportunity to choose something new, to see a better future for ourselves, for our families, for our world. We have the choice to do that. And it might not be easy, but with a lot of us wanting it so badly for ourselves, for our, again, keeping it intro, we want it so bad for ourselves to be at that highest state, then like it's naturally going to affect the people that we're with. And that is truly how I feel. We are going to build the roots. And it's like, again, so what can you be doing right now? Loving the shit out of yourself. One. Two, finding if you need to picture that new person, like start getting into that person, a really fun, like exercise. I feel like we've done for coaching and, and different things. Or if you're, I do it for writing. Like if you're writing for a specific like audience, it's like to get in their mind and to make like a psychometric type of thing of like, who is that person? Like future Candace, she is 32, but looks 22 still. And she is, living in a really nice apartment, but not too big because honestly, she just can't. She just can't be carrying her things all around. And so she wants, like, I'll do it with like house things. I'll do it with friends. She has friends that she can feel supported by. She feels open in all of her relationships. Her work feels like play. Like you write that down. This is a great journaling or just like mm-hmm. a voice note it, however you want to get it out. But like get into that person's mind and spend time trying to like research that person that you want to be while researching how you can be that person, AKA Instagram, Google, all of the resources, the books, all of that stuff. It's like, okay, like now I'm just Sims reference. Hello, surprise. Now I'm just like building, like cultivating this new, like my new 2021 Candace Sims self. Like I'm getting my education here and I'm practicing it. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't really like that one. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do, oh, okay. That works. That works. Okay. Cause we're all practicing. Remember? Cool. So yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm th- saying interpersonal healing for the win as like the first thing we can focus yes. on doing right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I know. I think, and this, I feel like, I guess is kind of like a, a bridge between like the interpersonal and also utilizing the institutional, um, <laughs> something I've been doing as a practice to expand my ability to take in different perspectives, especially as a white woman. I have been, anytime I see a post or a meme from 
a black woman, a like anyone who is marginalized, basically, it's like I kind of for I'm like forced is a really rough word, but I do force myself to mm. sit there and hold space for that perspective because I think like the biggest thing I just keep seeing over and over again is like white women not receiving other people's points of view and like wanting to like tell someone else that it didn't happen or I or like taking it personal and being like I don't do that though like I know like I have on a personal level have been like we'll read it and be like oh my god and I think I said this to you Candace. I don't know if I said this on the podcast but like my sister has always said if I'm choking the devil and you're turning red then who's the devil in the room meaning like if I'm calling if I'm saying something and you start feeling shame or guilt then you're the one who has like done it. And I wasn't talking about you, but you just clearly made yourself known that like you are a culprit of doing this. So it's like, okay. So like I've been using that of like, anytime I'm like, Ooh, I feel guilty, guilt and shame coming up at reading this post. It's like, okay, like, why is this coming up? Like, have I done this? Can I go deeper? Like, can I hold love? Is it just because like, I wish this wasn't true like what it what is coming up here and so like that has been something where I've been utilizing and I think I said this too before but like a huge a big thing that I've been doing is increasing my following and making sure it's intersectional across like everything and that like from queer to differently abled to indigenous to black to brown to like every point of view that I don't have to just constantly have that in front of me and be like okay this is not keeping my lens just like one-dimensional basically and allowing myself to see all of these different perspectives and I think a big part of this entire movement like this whole like a huge purpose behind this is to hold space for everyone's perspective point of view and like how they feel and what how they want it so I'm really practicing and flexing that muscle of understanding and there's a difference between understanding and agreeing and we don't always have to I feel like a lot of people feel like to understand someone they have you have to agree with them but you do you don't have to agree you just mm. like there's such a difference between being able to understand where someone's coming from and it's like and like that I would just what came into my mind is like that thing is like we can't disagree on like rights for people like if you're racist then like we you can't like have it disagreeing opinions on that so it's like not really that but it's more of like seeing that perspective knowing I think that's where I forget sometimes and this is just a common thing like we forget that we have specific tools that not other people have like our perspective is separate like I forget that not a lot of people are open to are immediately open to like the motive or the behind or the critical thinking and that's just like because that's my interest education is like in psychology and critical thinking being able to like debate on like any kind of side and to be able to try to understand things at a conceptual level, especially working like intercultural studies is the whole thing is like having the ability to understand another person or cultural piece that you really can't have any personal experience with like that. And I think that's where we're all doing it right now. Um, and that's kind of like the, the common theme behind like, how does it actually affect you? Like when people are like, oh, like, was it yesterday? Yesterday was non-binary day. And so it's like non-binary celebration day. And it was, and it's, and people are like, how does my non-binary status like affect you 
at all again. And I think that's where it's like, mm -hmm. if we are more focused on our own self-growth and can start to have more faith in ourselves to make the best decisions for ourselves, which is harder because it's easy to be like, oh, that person made the decision for me and that's why that's wrong. And that's why that happened. And that's why. But when we take more ownership for ourselves, again, super empowering, but also really freaking scary. And because we're like, we don't, we don't trust that we'll know the best. But the more we start to, the more we realize we actually do. And if we don't, we learn from it and we can move on. And I think that's, again, the open space right now is like, we're learning. We are building this as it's going. We are literally at the same time right now, dismantling and trying to rebuild. Of course, it's going to be a hot damn mess. Like, yeah. but if we can get up every day and love ourselves for doing it and keep, again, get it, staying in that arena, throwing them bows in that arena, we'll get there. We'll eventually get there. But again, it's going to take, you know, yes, you know, we, we've had these passionate things that come up like cancel culture, what we talked about last week. That's like in you know, we said kind of like in a response to all of these people not getting justice served as they should. People are like, well, we got to cancel it. We got to do it. And now we're understanding like, well, that's actually not the best way because then it's kind of saying that the other party is hopeless and they're beyond saving and they're beyond any help and that they can never learn. So, okay, you know, that's fine. It's not being like if you cancer culture, you know, last month, it's not saying you're the worst person. It's being able to say, you know what, are you, you going to keep doing it or not? No? Okay, cool. You can ride with us. Right. Totally. Yeah. Annie, I feel like you also need to understand other people's views and behind in order to actually have a valid standpoint and grow, even if you're not agreeing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also just really what the definition of active listening is and like critical thinking for yourself is like, oh, how can I just like try to understand this person's point, not to correct them on it, not to rebuttal it, but just for the, just for the joie de vivre of learning of someone else's perspective. Like, I, that's something I'm fascinated in. And I spend almost too much of my time sitting on the other person. What are they going to think? What are they going to do? Instead of like, oh, wait, actually, what do I care about? So mm -hmm. it's, again, it's finding that balance. But understanding is like, if we just had more of an open mind, open heart, open space to just be like, okay, I want to try to understand you so that I can understand where you're coming from. Also, such a deep, deep sign of respect and unconditional love to be able to understand someone and choose to try to understand someone who you don't agree with, who you might never agree with, but that you can understand. One, it's such such an incredible bond and just like deep center respect in like a communicative type but like also for yourself it's so freeing where you're like oh my god I totally understand their point and I can firmly say I don't agree with it wow mm. and we can still have coffee and cake oh my god is this being an adult like this is where I'm like we could do this you guys I swear I promise like it could happen and it's just us doing it it's not, it's us making that the normal thing rather than getting defensive or trying to pop off or trying to cancel people. Yeah. We just got to start doing it and practicing it every day. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm just going to recap like this because I think we glanced over it and I think it's a really incredible idea that I want to do myself is again, using the system, like using these um, systems in our communication, like we were talking about Instagram a lot because I think that's just where a lot of us 
are, but like, if you are using Facebook, like trying to use it for your advantage right now, a lot of stuff's happening that, or like if it's Marco Polo, if it's not, or whatever, using it and opening up whatever feed you have, even if it's TikTok, I'm not on it yet, but maybe I'm thinking about it. Open your feed to other opinions, other, like everywhere. And the opinions, of course, with boundaries, like don't hurt yourself. Don't put something that's going to make like that you're going to constantly have to question all the time. But just again, getting, you know, more queer voices, more people of color, more just yeah representation on your on your feed I think is such a simple way just like the unconscious way also because again you know sometimes we're just we're just scrolling so it's like the unconscious way really just to get more of those beautiful diverse bodies and opinions and perspectives in your experience yes Totally. When I was in college, I took like a few women gender studies classes and they were my favorite classes. And it was because they gave me the perspective of everyone. And like, we learned a lot about like differently abled people and how like the world is created for abled bodies and you don't even understand. So like, if that's a topic, if that's a new topic for people, it's like abled body people. Yeah. Ableism. And like the other word is like disabled, but differently abled is another word that people have used. But so like, yeah, like this idea that though everything in our world is built for abled bodies. And we think that putting a um, handicap, a few handicapped spaces at the front of a parking lot and a ramp is kind of like check, like check. We, we figured it out. Like different, a different perspective is like sort of still a part of that. And it's like, no, the whole point of this is for us to understand that, like, there is no hierarchy, there is no normal, there is no superiority, and there's no one better than the other. We're all existing, right. and we're all different, and we all have these different point of point of views and perspectives, and we all are existing together. So the more we, we take in and receive the fact that, like, our perspective is not the only one, the world does not revolve around us. The more we realize that, it's like... What? <laughs> I know newsflash, Candace, but uh, doesn't. I don't know about that one. That one sounds that one sounds clumsy. I've been operating under other pretenses. No, yeah, it is. It's and it's when you really yeah. think of it again, like us continuously, like we're saying, go into your inner circle. I guess like the summary, the thesis of this episode is like, what can you do? Start with yourself. Start like start with you type of thing. At least that's going to be, I feel like, our recommendation. But again, we all have unique experience. We are all able, like we are all able to do things in different ways. We are all more prone or more, more interested in certain things for a reason. We are more talented in certain things or want to create more talent in certain things for a reason. We are here in our positions for a reason right now. If you can at least get to that, it's like, okay, well then I can start with me and I can start with getting myself to a point. Because again, like Nicole said, like if y'all been feeling any of the energy lately, like this is kind of just the beginning a little bit. So like this is the destruction and it's like if we're going to keep going we really have to take care of ourselves and be on a solid ground on our own solid ground and if everybody creates their own solid ground hey you have like a whole earth it's solid ground right we get it so yeah i think that's uh that's i think like a really great place to start again and we will post on the podcast we'll put like some of the links to some other really great, like, again, campaigns and petitions and all of that, which we are absolutely supporting. But I feel like we knew that, right? Like, I think we, we, we've seen these and we can continue educating. We can continue, you know, staying open, Googling, finding like 
you know, the, the issues that are really impacting our communities, you know, getting deeper into our communities. Once you have a solid foundation with yourself, your family next, your friends next, your school next, or whatever institution, again, like then your interpersonal relationships, and then whatever institutions you're part of, rather than spitting and being like, I've got to get out of everything. It's usually my answer to it. I'm like, I'm done with it. It's like, no, how can you impact change in those institutions that you're in? This can be in your job, in your hobbies, in your circles. Like, how can you be that voice of even just holding space for people to grow? Sometimes it's not even, it's before the step of feeling like you have to educate other people or have these conversations. It's just holding space for people to say, you know what, like, I did some real shit stuff before and like, it's kind of embarrassing right now. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, it, maybe it's just you holding space for that person being, being that person that can show them that they can be loved regardless and that there's hope for them and that you guys can do it together and you can learn. Like, I think that is really like the the most in my opinion like gorilla fucking activism is just like caring for ourselves and other people mm-hmm. shocker yes not judging people too I think that's a huge thing in this so I have to check myself of when I'm trying when I'm trying to police and judge other people and then I'm like oh wait a second we're I'm gonna get nowhere with that that yeah instant judgment of, of like oh it's like no that's about me bring it in let me figure out what what am I doing that I'm actually judging myself on here so exactly that's that's a that's a quick u-turn when you're like how dare she and I'm just like how have I done this or even like how have I let this continue to happen like I had to set another boundary this is again this is not saying you gotta be open and spread your love and throw your love across the seas to people who aren't ready to catch it it's in your circles, the people that you feel trustful and can have these conversations with, have them. But if there's people that you feel like are not meeting, again, what we talked about last week, your boundaries, like what you need to feel comfortable to open up and hold that space, you have every right to say, you know what, not yet. My, my field's not spread wide enough to catch that, to catch you in my net, if you get that, I don't know. But yeah, I think, and, and the thing is, is that's where boundaries can be hard, but it really, again, allows you so much more space and energy to have this deep self-reflective time and to do this deep work and to have those tough conversations when they come up. You're building up that reserve to say, you know what, actually? Okay, like I care for myself in this way. Like I actually know what I can say. I can listen to them to understand because I've taken the time to do that with myself. I don't have to get defensive. I can listen to them and I can calmly respond. And you will be shocked. You will be shocked. Like when I started having intentional conversations, like for the first time in my life, like I don't know, three weeks ago, it's just like, oh, I've been playing this all wrong. And I think we've mentioned it before, an incredible resource if you're interested more in this is Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. No, we had to, we read it with our coaching program. It's incredible. It just talks about like an actual script of, of how you can communicate and how we often communicate in the exact, like the exact way to elicit the response we don't want because we're either judging or we're coming from a triggered spot or we're opposing some other beliefs or we're offending a person while we're trying to ask for something like it really breaks down just communication and how in so many ways just how we are communicating with ourselves and with other people creates so much of the chaos you see playing out on like the bigger stages 
So I think that's an incredible resource. Something I wanted to share. So trying to move from using Amazon to ideally black owned businesses and local businesses that also, because I was like, I even was like, oh, local businesses. And then I was like, wait a second. No, but it has to be local businesses for with people who also agree with what I like, what they're, what I want to happen in the local community too. So like another layer of it. And just like, it's so exhausting. Like I, like I'm I'm like, it's just exhausting and I'm key. I'm leaning in and I'm continuously doing it. But like something I even came across was my French press broke. And so I had to get a Uh. replacement model and I was like, okay, easiest would be to just go on Amazon and grab it. And I was like, nope, don't do that. Like try and figure out a different way to do it. So I ended up just being like, okay, I'm just going to get it from Bodum. And at least it's like directly from the company still don't really want to support big companies, but I already have the French press from them. So we're going to do it. And then I realized that I ordered the wrong size. So it came to me, it was, it wasn't the right one. And also I had to pay for shipping. So I was like, okay, all of these, like, just like, kind of like, I feel like I've just become right now. It's like just becoming aware of all the things that we need Mm -hmm. to change and like, not, not feeling like you have to change them, but just being like, okay, so Amazon is easier because I can, I also now can't return it. Like returning it to Bodum is this huge thing where they, I have to email them and they have to send me the shipping labels and no one's gone back to me. And I'm just like, this is so wild that we've allowed it to get to this, that like we can't even, like I can't even buy anything anymore without like the whole world going up in flames. And so like that is just, that was like my frustration this week. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that that was my frustration this week. Honestly, that's yeah. how I looked at it. I was like, I'm so grateful. It's a learning lesson. That's the thing is, if you if you can take it and be like, that was frustrating, and I'm gonna listen to this frustration because it's I need to listen because I'm frustrated right now, and I don't want to be frustrated. So how can I avoid being frustrated in the future? Not doing this again. Okay, I learned. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna buy stuff for the shipping or whatever it is. Yes. Margaret, I feel a responsibility to talk to my extended family about race and bigotry, but I am unsure how to offer that opportunity to them. Girl, same. Because <laughs> my extended family here are white Danes. And so that, like, it kind of comes up. And, it's, and that's the thing. I've had to set new boundaries. And I think it's honestly, I feel like it's more of personal readiness. Like, I truly feel like when your energy, like when you personally are ready to have those conversations, they will come to you. And if you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to hold this space and I'm going to be open to having this. I'm secure enough that I feel confident that this could come to me and I could handle it. Like, I truly feel like that when you get ready for that, it'll present itself in a way that is, is setting you up to win usually. Even if it doesn't appear like that, it's setting you up to be like, this is the time, now or never. And, totally. and you'll have that opportunity where you're like, Bing, ooh, okay, this, and you'll be like, Boop, and it's kind of like a split screen, like, this is what I used to do but this is where I'm going to choose. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going for B. Totally. So yeah, I totally, totally understand that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm now only buying books from bookshop.org. It connects you to local bookstores. So you're buying straight from them. That's awesome, sister. I love that. I, I was saying the same thing where I, I get frustrated because I would add so much for shipping, but I'd be like, I want this American product that I got used to at home. And I'm like, it's so annoying to buy it from Amazon. I have to get it from Amazon Germany. And like, the, and it's like, or girl you could maybe look like other people have skincare here too like other people have things here like you could try new stuff and that was really like the first 
first years, let's be honest, of me being here. But just the other day, I was like seeing all the vitamin brands. because I've been like wanting to get more vitamins. I ran out of the ones I like smuggled in from the state. And so I was like, you know what, Candace, practice your Danish, calm down and just like look for vitamins. And I found like some locally sourced ones that were, and I also found like, and I was even looking at other getting sage from like black owned Danish businesses that I found here. And the best thing y'all, shipping usually free included. And for my vitamins, I literally woke up to a text like in Danish, Jenny, you'll love this. It was like, when you were sleeping, we were delivering like, enjoy your package on your doorstep. And I was like, good morning to me like I was like ah, like what is this like this <laughs> on my doorstep in the morning like vitamins I was like this is amazing like two days and so I so it can be done and I, I think that's too like a locally thing but like again buying local and maybe sometimes it's actually a little bit more time but like how about we exercise patients mm. that's always a yes. great lesson I just waited and five months for my stimulus check to get here and it's going to take another six weeks for it to get deposited. So yes. it's like, you know what? Patience. Great. Exactly. Do it. Which is all what we're trying to dismantle as well. Like the, the instant gratification and like this need, like the fact that Amazon has conditioned us to get, receive things within two days. Like that's crazy. Like the fact, like getting it, taking it six weeks should be normal. You know, it's like the two day thing is actually... Short. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll take those. I'll take those delivered on my door. That was so great. Okay, so I almost like receiving in six weeks because it's like I forget. Yes, I love that. And then it's a gift for me. Sorry, I should read that out. I almost like receiving things in six weeks because it's like I forgot about it and now it's a gift for me. I love that. Another fun pro tip self-care thing. If I get anything for myself, I'll usually, if it's free or if like not too bad, I'll leave a gift note for myself especially if I know it's going to be a while. And like, I've cried at my own notes. Like I set myself candles or sage or something and saw it. And I was like, Candace, like, just know that you were loved and you were amazing. And like, and I was just like, oh my God, who did this? Like, but genuinely I forgot. And it's, and I saved my own love notes to myself. I love that. Get yourself some, order yourself some flowers from a local like florist and like have it be like, oh my God, what, who is who's at my door? This is so this is so impromptu and order for like two weeks out like do something fun these are that could also be another conversation we have I would love to do just like after some of these deeper conversations have like a self-care brainstorm I mean yes. oh my gosh that picture of Emery mm -hmm. I mean we'll flash back to that it's and Emery in her towel with her self-care routine I <clears throat> influencing influencing these anywho um I love that before we go, Danae, we did skip over. Danae said something too. She said, I'm having a hard time navigating how to diversify our work portfolio without making people feel tokenized. So real. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Danae is a photographer for um, elopement, specifically wedding elopement. And these gorgeous, like natural, oh my gosh, just drop a link. But yeah, I think that is, that again, I think is first on the, first with you is like, okay, so where have I been, where have we been finding our clients? Where have the clients naturally been coming from? Are there other circles that we are already part of that might have more diverse groups a part of them? Like just looking at different things that you're following, maybe the areas that you're usually shooting, are there, are there usually like people of color in those areas? You know, it's, it's, I think that's where it's almost like fun. <laughs> In my way, it's like, ooh, okay, like, how can I discover more? So 
yeah, for that specific case, I think it would be fun to like look at where you guys are getting your clients, who people know, who people have worked with before, who support other work, branching out, maybe going to different, different cities for conferences or I don't know, like that's the thing. You're the expert on your craft and everybody's the expert on their own, but it's just thinking of like, okay, how can, how can I go about this? That feels good to me. That feels honest to me. That doesn't feel like I'm just being like, okay, I want like to get more black couples. It's like, what feels good to me? And like, what also feels honest and a little bit of a stretch that it's a little bit like uncomfortable and different from what I've done before. And I think when we like ask ourselves that question, then get more like, you know, that's the, the more feminine, if you want to say like, that's the more feminine question of like, okay, like, where's my heart really in this? And then you can balance that with the masculine to be like, okay, but like, where are we going to do conferences or what are we charging? Or are we letting it very open with the pictures that we're taking that, you know, do people feel comfortable coming to our website? Why, why wouldn't they, you know, and observing different sites and just, yeah. And collaborating maybe and do, and, and reaching out to learn more or things like that. And yeah, I think there's so many ways you can go about that. And that can really be, I think spread to a lot of people's like industries. It's just like, where are there already pockets of people or, or groups or just resources that you can already kind of like dive into, even if it's a little bit. Mm. Yes. Another one thing that popped up into my head too, is just like getting clear about our why and not, not just stopping at like, why do I want to be more intersectional and more inclusive? Not because all of this, definitely this movement has sparked it, but making sure it's not just because this movement, you know, like, like not being that the first reason why that's what I keep doing for myself and being like, okay, why do I want this though? Like what's, what's the why underneath this? Exactly. Yeah, because that's what's going to keep the longevity. That's what's going to keep everybody going is not the collective. Sometimes, honestly, it's not going to be the collective why first. It's going to be the me why. Why do I want this? And even if it's like, I want my family to grow up in a different world than I did, like put simply, or I want to live in a more free way. I want to enjoy my life in this way. I want to feel open to different people. I I don't want to feel scared of other people or or prejudge, like, whatever your foundation is, find, again, find that base and, and be okay with continually reworking it and patching it up and practicing it to make it, to make it fully formed. Totally. Mm. Love this. Oh my gosh. That was so amazing. Thank you guys so much for sharing just your energy and your experiences here. We hope you well no we know we know you got something from this please reach out if you relate to any of the stuff that we talked about today we'll also include a lot of the resources that we mentioned on the call too when this is posted totally. so you guys can listen to it again I'm just loving these conversations because I'm seeing how they're rippling out in my life like the boundaries one last week is still it's just like continuously bringing up more and so I'm excited to see where this conversation then leads to and what we kind of create I'm like I love that there is a community we're creating and like a space where we can be like I feel overwhelmed can I talk to you about this like so I'm just I'm loving yeah. this so much so love thank that. you guys and for being here yes thank you and please continue to share your all the ups and downs and growths and patterns and all that fun stuff I <laughs> hope you all have an amazing day Nicole see you next week see you all yes. bye everyone bye everyone